Welcome to the Rhodes Church Podcast. We are so excited to connect with you. We hope that this podcast builds your faith and that you will be encouraged and inspired by this week's message. Yeah, let's just go ahead and jump into the Word. See what God wants to do through the Word today. If you got your Bibles today, we're going to talk a little bit about endurance. So if you got your Bible, we love the Bible here at the Rhodes Church, so we get a little excited when we open them up. Come on, Carlinville, Mount Carmel, North City. Let's open our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 10. Woo! Hebrews chapter 10. We're going to talk about endurance. You have need of endurance. Sermon notes are available on the YouVersion Bible app if you want to look them up there and follow along. Note takers are world changers. Our vision here at the Rhodes Church is to connect people with Jesus from all roads of life. So that's what we're here to do. So I pray that you get connected with him and that you meet him in a powerful way today. Let's open with prayer. Holy Spirit, I just uh, yield to you. I surrender that Jesus, I will speak the words that you teach me. I pray that you breathe life on them, Lord, that it just be you, that we just come around your word. We come around the living bread, that it's living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, that it'll pierce our hearts today, that it'll bring conviction, be, bring encouragement, bring healing, everything that you want, Lord. We just trust you with it. I give you the glory for it ahead of time. In Jesus' name, amen. You have need of endurance. I said on uh, that October 14th, I was given a word from one of our pastoral team members, Charla who said, uh, the Lord has a word for you. It says, you need, in, you need to endure. There's a call to endure. Endure the trials, endure the testing, endure in long suffering. You must endure. And I feel like this is not only for me, although I believe it's truly for me, that I'm going to need endurance in my life. But I felt like it was something God wanted me to emphasize uh, to our church and to anyone who watches our church. I've realized that I'm trying to grasp, grasp this, wrap my head around it, that's the phrase I was looking for, of how many people watch our services that I don't even know about, that they are here uh, listening as well, and they need to hear about endurance today. So I want to read in, in Hebrews chapter 10, we've read through these in the previous couple weeks, we've done uh, the first verses 26 through 31, so I'm not going to take the time to read those because I don't have a lot of time today. So I'm just going to jump in at verse um, 31, 30, how about 26? No, I'm just kidding. How about <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Let's start, let's go with verse 30. For we know him who said, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a fearful thing. To fall into the hands of the living God. But, that's why I didn't want to start with verse 32 because it starts with but. It has to, you have to give a little context. Even though vengeance is the Lord's and he will repay, that he will judge his people. And even though it's a fearful thing to fall in the hands of the living God, I want you to recall, he says in verse 32, the writer of Hebrews, recall the former days. I believe God wants us to recall the former days. Sometimes recalling the former days can be healthy and sometimes it can be difficult. 
In the context of recalling the former days from a healthy perspective, it's remembering where he's brought us from. I want to remember the former days because I never want to forget where he brought me from. I never want to forget the victories he's brought me from, the, the difficulties he's brought me through, and, and the things that he pulled me out of. I want to remember where I came from because if I remember who I am without him, I will never want to be without him again. Sometimes we think we're pretty good without God. But we've got to remember without him we can do nothing. John 15 tells us that. Recall, recall the former days in which after, everybody say after. After you were enlightened or illuminated, the New King James says. After you were illuminated, what happened? You endured a great struggle with sufferings. So after you were illuminated, you endured a great struggle with sufferings. When I first read this, I didn't understand what the Lord was trying to say. But as I studied it out more, I understand there's certain contexts that God wants us to give on this perspective. After you were illuminated, the word illuminated there is where we get the word for photo. It's a Greek word, photizo. It just means to bring light to something. That's what a picture is. That's what a photo is when you bring light to something, causing light to shine on something, to make something known, to make it revealed or revelation. That's kind of a churchy word, but it's something that's still important that revelation is to reveal something that's already there, to make known something that was not known but did exist. Do you understand there's a difference in creation and revelation? Creation is to make something out of nothing. Re revelation is to reveal to you what's already been made. So he's saying that after you were illuminated, after the light was turned on, after you got revelation, after something was revealed to you, after the light came on, what is the light that shines? What causes us to be illuminated? John chapter 8 verse 12 says, then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. Who's the light? Jesus. I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. He who does what? He who follows me. Notice what it doesn't say. It doesn't say, he who prays a prayer shall not walk in darkness. Is it too much? Too early? Not paying attention. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness. It doesn't say if I pray a prayer, I will not walk in darkness. God is never about events. He's about relationship. He's about ongoing relationship. And so what he says here, if you follow me, that word follow is important because in the Greek, it's a present active tense verb. It's not I followed him once. So therefore, I'm good. No, he who follows me is present, active, tense, verb. He who follows me will not walk in darkness. I brought it light. I brought it like three weeks ago, but we never got to the message, so I'm just finally getting to use it. How many knows whenever you are walking in darkness and you shine a light, let's say you're following someone who has the light for you, how many knows the importance of staying close to them when you're walking in darkness 
so that your feet or your footsteps will be sure. He who follows me, he who follows the light will not walk in darkness. So when the moment it says he who follows, present active, active tense verb, he who follows the light, it cannot be an event because I have to continually stay where the light is if I want to not walk in darkness. You following me? Following. Some of you got it. It's all right. Slow crap. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness. So now the moment we become a follower of Jesus, something has to happen. We have to learn how to yield to the leading of the light. The moment we become a follower of Jesus, now when the light moves, if I stay, now I walk in darkness. If the light goes this way and I choose to go this way, now I walk in darkness. If the light stops and I keep going, then I walk in darkness. When I become a follower of the light, that means I stay where the light is, whatever he's doing. It means that I no longer become the Lord of the direction of my life. The light leads the way. Now, I no longer determine what job I take. The light does. The benefits package does not determine my job. The light does. I don't... Help me, Holy Spirit. I don't determine my spouse. The light does. I don't, I don't determine what school I'm going to go to. The light does. The more we follow the light, the more steady our steps are going to be. It is imperative, as he says here, after you're illuminated, after you've seen the light. So we have to stay connected to the light. Somebody say, follow the light. Now, the choice to follow the light creates a struggle. The moment we choose to follow the light, we create, it creates a struggle. What is the struggle? Notice what it says here. I love this scripture. But recall the former days in which after you were illuminated, you endured a great struggle. What does the word struggle mean? The word struggle means a clash between two opposing groups, a conflict or a fight. What does this mean? After revelation comes, after the light of Jesus shines in our light, in our life, all of a sudden we have a struggle. Why is it that after I'm illuminated, I have a struggle? Because before I was illuminated, there, is no, there are no two opposing forces. It's only after Jesus speaks to me and shines in my life does it create opposing forces. Before that, darkness was just leading my life. There was no opposing forces. I didn't feel guilty about anything. I didn't have any conviction about what I was doing because there was no light being shown in my life. But once the light of God comes, now conflict is there. Because after we're illuminated, you endure a struggle. There's clash that takes place after we're illuminated. After we're illuminated with what the word of God says about our circumstances, all of a sudden we got to deal with what the word of God says and what I feel about it. There's a struggle, there's a, there's a waving back and forth. Once the light of God comes onto my life, now I have to deal with sin. I have to deal with my own doubt. Once the light shines on an area and he says, Chad, I don't want you to do that anymore, it creates a struggle. What is the struggle? Who's going to be the Lord in my life? 
Before then, I did not have that. We're talking about endurance now. If we're going to be able to endure a struggle, this struggle is, am I going to follow the light or am I going to follow my flesh? And after revelation comes, there is a struggle on what am I going to do now? Before we can plead ignorance. The Bible says God once blinked, winked at ignorance, but not anymore. So notice what happens. This is what happens in our life. How many has ever had this experience? After I've, how come after I've chosen to give my life to Jesus and get serious about God, all of a sudden things got worse? How come whenever I chose to follow the word of God, I ran into all kinds of struggles? Because once we're illuminated, it starts to reveal two opposing forces. And those two opposing forces, there has to be a choice on which one we're going to go. Now, now there's a struggle that I've been enlightened. The light has shone on my temper. Now when something happens, I can't, I can't punch a wall anymore. I, can't, I have to make a decision when that person pulls out in front of me on the highway. I, there's a struggle now because I have two opposing forces. Come on, anybody watch Bugs Bunny growing up besides me? You know, right here on the two shoulders. We have, we have this going on in our life. Paul talks about this. The things that I want to do, I don't do. And the things I don't want to do, I find myself doing. It's this back and forth struggle that once I've been illuminated, we have to endure the struggle of which way am I going to go. The struggle is real. It's not once I found Jesus, I have no struggles. Once I find Jesus, struggles begin. Thank you, Chad. I can't wait to get saved. I'm telling you, this is why people aren't enduring. This is what God is saying. This is why people aren't enduring because they think it's going to be some utopia. They think it's going to be some euphoria experience that once I get saved, I will not have any more struggles. Oh, you're going to have struggles and you have to endure them. You have to endure what God says about something and what you're feeling about something. You have to endure that pull and you got to decide in that moment, am I going to stick with what God says or am I going to go with what my emotion says? Am I going to stick with what the word of God says or am I going to go with the flow and go downstream with everything else? There is a struggle to stay with the word of God. As long as we live in this world, we're going to have to deal with that struggle. But after you're illuminated, you have to endure a great struggle. This word endurance, let me tell you what it means. We're going to be talking about it in the coming weeks. This word endurance is a Greek word Hupomone or hupomeno, whichever one you want. There are two different applications for it, tense-wise. Hupo, not hippo, hupo means under or beneath. Meno means to stay, remain, or abide. I'm going to teach this for a moment because I feel like people. What God was saying to me, he said, teach my people about endurance because we're too connected to emotionalism that we're going up and down based on how we feel. And God said, I need them to endure. 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 Endure on the days when it's great. Endure on the days when it's bad. We have to endure. That's not the, that's not the message I want. I want the message going to tell me I'm always going to win. We are if we endure. So hupomona, you put them together. Here's what it means. Here, this, this is for you. To stay under. To continue to hold one's ground, ten toes down, 
to continue to hold one's ground with, how are we holding our ground? Not griping and complaining, no, no, no. With hopeful expectation, despite difficult circumstances. Oh, endure. What's it mean to endure? I'm going to hold my ground with hopeful expectation despite difficult circumstances. It means courageous, constancy, or perseverance. We've got to learn to endure. I've got to overcome. It's not the absence of struggle. It's not the absence of adversity. It's not the absence of opposition. It's holding my ground in the midst. That's endurance. That's what God has given us. That's what God is wanting to raise up in the end times as a body of Christ that will endure. Not a body of Christ that will flake out at the first sign of adversity. Not a body of Christ that's going to flake out and abandon church first time they get their feelings hurt. Do you know how many times I'm offended at church? I'm going to be straight up honest. Weekly. You know how many people offend me? Maybe you don't want to talk about this, sorry. I'm not trying to make it about me. I'm just saying when people say, the so-and-so did this, so-and-so did this, so-and-so, I'm like, wow, come live in my shoes for a little bit. All these people, I have all kinds of opportunities to be offended, but we cannot be offended and escape and run away. We need to endure. We need to hold the line and say, wait a minute, devil, you're not going to win and get me out of the house of God. I mean, people got offended and left church, abandoned church. I'm not talking about just this church. Any church, they're totally out of church. Why? Because of something someone did or did not do. And now they're not giving their life to Jesus. Come on, get over that. I'm not minimizing it. I'm saying he's bigger. Yeah, yeah. Give your hearts to him. Yeah, yeah. Got to endure it. So Got to endure it. People are going to tick you off. Get over it. I don't mean that to be unsympathetic. I'm meaning it to be realistic. Christians, we have to endure. So-and-so posted something that goes against your political beliefs. Get over it. Get over it. We serve Jesus. Election didn't go your way. Get over it. Oh, Jesus. We need to spend some time there, evidently. Oh, you like the next part. Let's go to the next part. Because he says, look what he says. After you were illuminated, you endured a great struggle with, what's that word? Nobody wants to say it. It's not a cuss word. What does it mean? You endured a great struggle with? Suffering. With sufferings. What does suffering mean? Hardship, pain, loss. Sorry, don't focus on that, Chad. Move on. Sufferings. <laughs> hardship. Anybody ever dealt with any hardship in their life? Anybody ever dealt with any pain? Any loss? Any? Sometimes you got to laugh through that pain, that loss, that suffering. It's therapeutic. Hardship, pain, loss. Calamity. So what is it saying? You must endure a great struggle with sufferings. Here's what that means. It could mean a number of things, but here's the thing I felt like the Lord wanted me to highlight. How many knows it's one thing 
when you've, got, you've been illuminated, God has shown you something in his word. He's promised you something. He's said something about your situation. And you see it. You see what he says. And that you see what you're experiencing. And those two things are different. You see what it says. And you see what you see with your eyes. You see what it says. But you feel this in your own emotions. You're seeing something. But you're hearing something differently. You're, you're, you're hearing what God says, but you're hearing what everybody else says. So there's this struggle going on. I'm wanting to hold on and endure with what God says about my circumstances, but it's very difficult. That's one level of enduring the struggle. But he says we have to endure a great struggle with sufferings. This is where a lot of us get bucked off the horse. It's one thing for me to endure holding on to the word of God when my circumstances are opposite to it. It's another thing to hang on to the word of God while I'm going through pain and suffering yeah. and calamity. Because a lot of times what happens is once we see what the Bible says and here's what God says about my situation, and I'm supposed to endure and hang on. I'm supposed to, what do you remember, what does endure mean? Endure means doesn't mean just to suffer through. Let me go back and read it, because maybe you forgot what endure means. It means to hold one's ground with hopeful expectation, despite difficult circumstances, courageous constancy and perseverance. Are we on board with what endure is? Let's try it again. To hold one's ground with, with hopeful expectation, despite difficult circumstances, courageous constancy and perseverance. So God is saying, even when you're dealing with pain, calamity, and suffering, I want you to hold your ground on what the word of God says. But it hurts. I know, endure. Hold your ground. Hold your ground. I don't understand. I'm not sure why. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I'm not, I don't know when, but I'm gonna hold, hold, hold. I'm gonna keep speaking what the word of God says, no matter what I'm feeling or experiencing, even in pain, even suffering. We gotta stop this idea of deconstructing our faith around pain and calamity and suffering. When we're deconstructing our faith and reconstructing it, not on the word of God, but on some secular book, and we're not reconstructing it on the faith and the principles of the word of God, we're opening ourselves up to deception. And I've seen it, I've experienced it my own self time and time again, that when I go through pain, calamity, and loss, this is when the enemy comes to steal the word. This is when the devil comes and knocks on my door. When I go through calamity and pain and suffering, he said, are you still going to believe that? Are you still going to preach that? Are you still going to believe what the Bible says? But look what's happening in your life. If that's true, then how come that's happening? If that's true, then how come that happened? You need to move on. That's not true for you. That's not true for everybody, Chad. That doesn't happen that's when he comes in the midst of my pain, in the midst of my weakness and my suffering. He comes for that word. And what is God telling us to do in those moments? He says, hold the line. In the midst of your tears, 
in the midst of your questions, in the midst of your uncertainty, you say, Lord Jesus, I will endure this struggle even in suffering. Even in my questions and my pain, even in, even in the midst of difficulty, I will hold on to what you said. I will not budge. My faith is firmly planted in Jesus. I'm not going to budge off of him. And this is the question that God has for us. Are we willing to endure? Are we willing to endure the struggle? And again, sometimes it's not necessarily... Bad things, there's a struggle that comes whenever we get revelation and God teaches us something, shows us something, now there's a struggle. Am I going to do it or am I not going to do it? When the Lord enlightens you about uh, any area of your life, after the illumination, there's going to come a struggle. That now this needs to be a conviction in your life. Once there's illumination, uh, I don't want to get into personal application too much. There's always a fine line between making something about me and relating to your audience. So I don't want to cross that line. So let me just make up a scenario about a fictitious person. <laughs> there may be a time where you're watching something was fine and didn't bother you at all. Then all of a sudden after illumination, there becomes a struggle. What is the struggle? Every time you watch that, a voice starts to speak to you. And now he's asking you to make a choice. Either follow the light or continue to live in darkness. And we don't have a right to tell Jesus what we're going to be convicted about. We don't get to make that call. We, oh, we try. We'll say that. Well, that doesn't bother me. I know, but does it bother him? I'm really not convicted about that. I know, but it's the Holy Spirit. I'm following him. I'm following him. Does, he, does the light go everywhere I go, or do I choose to go places that the light will not go? Do I walk into places where the light says, I'm not going to go there? Or do I, do I turn on things on my television that the light does not? Or do I... Once I'm illuminated, I have to endure the struggle of am I going to follow the Lord or am I not? And this struggle goes on in our life. And I feel like when I, when I felt like God was speaking this about endurance, I'm like, Lord, this is kind of meh. You know, nobody's going to get hyped about endurance. It's like that's the problem. People are wanting to be hyped into devotion. Wanting to be hyped into discipleship instead of just saying, I'm going to follow him wherever he goes. I'm going to follow him. I'm going to do whatever he tells me to do. I'm, I'm just going to be there. I'm going to follow him. I'm going to follow the light. Wherever the light shines, I'm going to go. When the light stops, when the light stops, I'm going to stop. What if I'm ready to go? What if I say, it's time. I've waited long enough. I can't wait any longer to get married. The clock is ticking. <laughs> if the light stops, we stop. I've been waiting on God to open the door for a job, and he hasn't. So I guess I'm just going to go ahead and take it. Careful. I, we can't set our boundaries. He sets our boundaries. 
And what God is wanting to build in the body of Christ is endurance. That struggles will not take us out. Struggles will only solidify our devotion. That's what God's asking the church. Are we going to, every time we have a struggle, every time, every time we see something in the word that conflicts with our life, here's the question, which one are we going to choose? What this says or what we experience? I'm telling you most of the time from ministering and working with people, most of the time we will choose our experience and then we will manipulate this to match our experience. Instead of calling our experiences up to the level of the word, we will water the word down to the level of our experiences. And we will create new doctrines and new theologies that match my experience so that I don't have to come down to it. God is asking us, are we going to deal with the struggle that after we're illuminated, all of a sudden things are different? Will we endure? Would you bow your heads with me and just close your eyes? Endurance is something that someone can't give you. I was reading about an older gentleman that was talking to some younger people. And they said, we want you to mentor us and teach us. We want to be where you are. And he said, absolutely, there are certain things, there are certain skills, certain talents, certain tricks of the trade, if you will, that I can show you. Where you can be ahead of me. You can get things quicker than I did. I can help you with that aspect of it. But one thing I cannot give you, that is endurance. Will you still be doing it? Will you still be serving Jesus six months from now, a year from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 50 years from now? Is it something that you're on a day-to-day basis? Or have you committed to follow the light? You may have to endure this struggle through sufferings. But this struggle is just two opposing forces at war, trying to pull you in one direction or the other. But will you yield your heart to him and say, Jesus, I'm going to go wherever you want me to go. I want to follow you. I'm committed to you. I'm not on a day-to-day basis. I'm in it for life. I'm a lifer. Will you endure the struggle? Some people, I felt like the Lord is wanting to speak to you, that the struggle in life caused you to let go. It was a struggle. It just got too hard. You were trying. You wanted to do the right thing. You wanted to serve God. But the struggle just, it got you out. But you're here. You're listening. God's giving you another chance. And just because you let go doesn't mean you can't grab hold of it again. Some of you, maybe the pain and the suffering of loss and calamity that has come in your life has caused you to question 
the validity of the word of God in your life, you're like, wow, how can this be true if I experience this? And you, you let go and you begin to redefine the validity of God's word based on your experience. And God's saying, endure the struggle with sufferings. I didn't know what all the Lord wants to do. I'm just asking him, God, to speak through me that we will all have the encouragement that it's going to take endurance with Jesus. That the church, the global church, the bride of Christ has to be prepared to endure affliction and suffering. That if I can't endure the offense of a person in the church, how am I going to endure when there's adversity against the church, preventing me from coming to church, attacking my beliefs, attacking my ability to buy or sell, causing me to lose my job. Will I endure that? I don't think so. If I can't endure the offense of a brother or sister, I will never endure the attack of the enemy, the onslaught of the enemy. So two parts to this. I want to give opportunity for response. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I ask you to come. If you found yourself in a struggle and you let go and the Holy Spirit's speaking to you and he's drawing you back, this is for you. Maybe through pain or suffering or loss, you didn't let go of Jesus, but you're not standing with hopeful expectation anymore. Come on, I can, I can relate to you. That now the switch, the dial has been turned down. I see this in, the, in my mind's eye. I see a dial turned from hopeful expectation down to just survive. I'm just going to get by until I go home to be with the Lord. You're still born again. You're still saved. But you're no longer standing with hopeful expectation because of pain, loss, endurance in those times is difficult. But he still calls us to endure the struggle with sufferings. So if you all would just stand to your feet at Mount Carmel, North City, Carlinville, all of you, just stand to your feet. Holy Spirit, come. You love every single one of us in all of our situations and what we're dealing with, what we're walking through. You know the hearts of every single person. I welcome you, Lord Jesus to have your way in hearts right now in Jesus' name. Come, Lord. If God has spoken to you through this message, 
that the struggle, maybe the struggle is just really hard right now. You're trying to hold on, but man, it's, it's been a challenge for you. I believe God is coming in multiple ways today to meet us all right where we are. One is to improve the grip strength for those who are about to let go. I believe he's bringing chalk for your hand that you can hang on. Where you felt yourself slipping and ready to give up, Jesus is coming today to give you grip strength. For those that maybe let go, He's come close enough to you right now for you to grab on again. Come on, it's right there. It's right in your grasp. Grab on. Grab hold. For those that have felt the hopeful expectation dialed down to just surviving. If God is speaking to you, I want you to respond to him by just making your way to the front. Come to this altar. Surrender to Jesus. He wants you to endure. He wants me to endure. Come on, there in Mount Carmel, just me and make your way to the front. Just kneel. Come to the carpeted area. Just say, Jesus, I want to endure. I want to endure this struggle. I want to endure the suffering. I'm in it for the long haul. I'm not, I'm not day to day, but I'm committed for life. I surrender everything to you. If that's you, come on, just respond to him. We need endurance. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Who needs to endure? Who needs to regrip? Well, some people need to regrip. It doesn't mean you're lost. It doesn't mean you don't love Jesus. It's just you've, the struggle's wearing you down. And you need to regrip today. Grab hold again. Come on, grab hold again. Grab hold of hopeful expectation. I don't know how. I don't know how, but I'm, I'm 10 toes down. I'm not moving. I'm going to hold under. I'm going to stand under. Jesus, I'm going to endure this struggle. I'm going to regrip. Yeah. Yeah. Suffering, loss, heartache has loosened our grip. Come on, grab hold again. Say, Lord Jesus, I trust you. I trust you in my loss. I trust you in that tragedy. I trust you in my confusion. I'm regripping today, Lord. I will endure this struggle even in suffering. Come, Holy Spirit. Pour out your spirit in a way that moves in power to bring strength to those who are weary and heavy laden, those that are enduring the struggle. Come, Jesus. Come on, man. The Holy Spirit is moving. There's room. There's room. Come to the front. Come. Give it to him. Oh, come to Come, give it to him. More, more. Jesus, Jesus. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus. 
I feel bad because I'm struggling. Don't feel bad because you're struggling. We will all struggle. We just need to endure. 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 It's not the absence of the struggle. It's in the midst of the struggle. We endure. I'm not letting go. I'm not letting go. Come on, give it to him. Lay it at the altar. I love you, Jesus. I'm hurting, but I love you, Jesus. I'm going to endure constancy, perseverance. I'm going to keep coming. I'm not backing down. We coming. We coming, devil. We're going to keep coming. We're going to keep worshiping. We're going to keep praying. I'm going to come back to the word. What does the word say? sufferings at all costs. So we think we're a failure because we're in pain. We think we've missed it because we're suffering. We think we're a loser as a Christian because I'm suffering. What's wrong with me? What's going on? Why? What have, where have I missed it because I'm suffering? God says endure it. Endure the struggle with sufferings. Stop condemning yourself because you're hurting. 
come to the altar come to Jesus and bring your pain bring your suffering bring your hurting success in Christianity is not the lack of pain it's not the lack of sufferings it's the ability to endure to keep on coming to keep on trusting to keep on believing that I will not let go I will not let go I will not let go I will not quit I will not give up though he slay me yet shall I praise him I will not stop praising you Jesus I will endure I'm going to hold my ground with hopeful expectation I just pray that hope is arising in the midst of pain come hope hope of God rise rise just feel the hope of God wanting to rise in your hearts right now in Jesus name yeah 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 fill her fill her Jesus fill her with hope fill her with hope Come alive. Come alive. Come alive. In the Trust name of Trust Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the anointing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the anointing. More Jesus. More Jesus. More Jesus. We bring everything to the feet of Jesus. Everything in the name of Jesus. This is a house of miracles. So we say, come alive. In the name of Jesus. Come alive in the name of Jesus. This is a house of miracles. We bring everything to the feet of Jesus. Everything in the name of Jesus. This is a house of miracles. Listen, there in Mount Carmel, I'm going to turn over to Kevin and Amy to continue to minister to people there. North City, just stay where you are. Don't feel any obligation to leave. We're going to minister to anyone who wants prayer. Carlinville there, you can go ahead and minister to the people that have come forward. Folks, this is what God's speaking to our hearts. We have to endure. Thank you for listening to this week's message. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to give, please visit us at theroads.church. To stay connected, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch our latest sermons.